welcome back to our Rebound podcast. My name is Mandy Vitale, and I'm the engagement fellow in student affairs this year. I'm taking over as your host for today to be able to talk to a very important person in my life, Miss Olivia White, a new JMU alum. So I'm going to have her come on and introduce herself, kind of her self as a student here and then now as an alumni. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here and be on this podcast. So yes, my name is Olivia White. I feel like I can go into the typical JMU speech like, hi, my name is Olivia White. I'm 22 years old. I'm from Westminster, Maryland, and I'm a recent grad. Um, I graduated in May of 2021. Um, And so with my time at JMU, uh, I studied creative advertising through SMAD. That was my major. And then I minored in ethics, which is a combination of philosophy and religion. So during my time at JMU, I was involved in a lot of different organizations, kind of got my got my feet wet and everything. So I, I started off um, in university for a little bit. Um, I joined an ethical debate team. I got involved with Greek life for a little bit and then switched to a co-ed service fraternity. I was a part of uh, O-Team orientation as a first-year orientation guide. I helped start a chapter of CHARGE uh, at JMU, which stands for Changing Health Attitudes and Actions to Recreate Girls. And then I was also, um, I went through my mom as a uh, leader of my mom, um, a leadership coordinator. So that was a really awesome experience to round out my time at JMU. That sounds awesome. I know you were a very involved student. Um, What does that (laughs) look like for you now after college? What are you up to? Yeah, so now I'm currently working as a digital specialist for an advertising agency. I'm doing um, paid advertising for both Google and Facebook. Um, And then I'm also doing some social media management um, and some housekeeping there. I'm also, I'm continuing with the theme of being busy. I'm also, uh, I just created my own fitness coaching business. So I am now a a business owner. Um, and then I also do photography on the side as well. So I'm, I'm staying busy. I'm keeping my plate full and just trying to, you know, stay busy in this new time, you know, definitely is a transition, not having things kind of laid out for you. I think going from high school to college is crazy because you're making your own schedules and choosing your own classes and picking your own path. And then you graduate and you're like, wait, every single day, I get to pick what I'm doing next and I decide every single part of my future. So definitely a lot that goes into it, but trying to keep that structure and organization. Yeah. It's definitely weird being out of college because yeah, we do get to make our own schedules, but I still get myself like caught in this routine. I'm like, wait, no, like I don't have to be doing this. I'm, I literally get to choose. I don't need to be stuck in this rut. There's so much autonomy and you really don't know what to do with it at times. You're like, oh my gosh, like I can do anything. There's, there's too much to do. (laughs) Yeah. But still, of course, never enough time to do anything somehow, but that's just life, I guess. (laughs) Okay. So going back in, you clearly had many involvements and if anybody that knew you would call you a very strong leader on this campus, that is definitely one of the legacies that you left. Um, And kind of looking at your college experience, like on paper, like on a resume, clearly very successful, checked many boxes, but from knowing you, I know that was an extremely hard journey for you and you overcame a lot. So if we can kind of go into that and you could bring us on that journey here. 
Yeah, absolutely. First of all, thank you so much. I, I appreciate that. And, you know, going through college, all I was trying to do is really kind of figure out who I am and have relationships with people and learn myself and grow. And so it's really awesome that through that, I was able to have an impact on so many people. So I really appreciate that. But yeah, definitely on paper and reality are two different situations. So diving into that, um, I struggled with chronic pain, an invisible disability my entire time at college. And it started my junior year of high school. I just recently, six years later, got a diagnosis. But this whole time, I, I had no idea what was going on with me. I was just in pain every single day. I couldn't sit for that long. I um, when When I first was injured, I had to quit all of my sports. I had to stand in the back of a class at a podium. I would leave class all the time crying because I was in so much pain with my back and my neck and and just chronically my whole body was just in pain. So coming to college was really scary and hard and different. And even just moving in the first day, moving my stuff in, I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Like, I, I don't know. And going into classes, you know, you're sitting for long periods of time in really uncomfortable seats most of the time. Either they're like wooden or, you know, the lecture seats are not comfortable. There's not a lot of like customization, I guess, in the different furniture. So um, that was really hard. And, you know, I would sit there in pain and go home and, and cry for 30 minutes in between my classes and have to get up and go back and, and continue. And then I would finish classes and I would come home to the wooden desks and have to bend over and take my notes. And I was just in so much pain, everything hurt. And I was crying every day. And um, it was really hard for me to get connected with people because outside of all of everything I had to go through and endure to just be in class, well, then you have to socialize and get to know people and sitting in dining halls and like trying to make plans for the weekends. You know, I remember so many times my friends and I had plans on a Friday night and I would just lay in bed for like 30 minutes before we went out and just cried and just laid in so much pain. And then I'd be like, all right, well, I have to get up. I can't just sit here and cry in my bed, you know, for the whole weekend. Like I, I need to get to know people. I need to get connected. So yeah, it was, it was really hard, you know, um, even getting into different organizations, like there's things that people obviously don't think about. When I got into a sorority, our new member meetings were on the floor of the basement and it caused me so much pain to be there. And a lot of study sessions, you go into your professor's office and you're sitting on the floor or crouching in an area, just trying to find a seat. And it's like, I couldn't do that. So I couldn't go. Um, and there's a lot of things I just couldn't do. Like being a part of recruitment for a sorority, I I physically couldn't do it. I was in so much pain. I had to miss out. And even when I was in my service fraternity, um, we had a session of recruitment where we kind of had people in who are prospective members and um, interviewed them in, in front of um, the entire chapter. So we sat in seats for literally eight to 12 hour days in a row. And I had to miss every single one of them. And, you know, a lot of people looking back would be like, oh, like, I wish I could have missed that. I wish I could have, you know, sat out, but it's like, that's where like bonding happens. That's where friendship and relationships and getting to know people happens. Like I was so isolated and it was so hard for me to find friends because it was either take that and, and do it, but be in pain the whole time or prioritize myself and be alone. You know, that was kind of the choices I had for a while before I really got help or 
recognized that I had a disability. And even with that, like I would walk around with a seat cushion every day. Um, and so I'd have to walk around campus holding this thing. It looked like a briefcase. And, you know, as a first year at a new place with new people and it's just embarrassing, you know? So there's definitely a lot that kind of went into being successful and being a leader um, while also going through all of that, that no one could see or know unless I really told people or advocated for myself, which took a long time to do. Yeah. That's definitely such an untold experience. And I'm so grateful that for people that are experiencing things that you're experiencing, that you are a voice for that because it seems like you never had one. No. Yeah. So that seems like kind of the beginning of your college career and kind of that struggle. And I kind of met you in the middle when you were kind of starting to really tap into yourself and advocate for yourself and others and kind of figure out who you are. Let's go into that journey of advocating for yourself and learning how to put yourself first and like what health really looks like for you. Yeah, absolutely. I think overall, the first step was really identifying and recognizing that I was disabled and that just because I didn't have a name for it and just because it wasn't me being in a wheelchair, just because it wasn't visible, didn't mean that I wasn't struggling and didn't mean that I wasn't disabled. And I, it took me a long time to feel like I deserved that identity. Um, but I, I went to an alternative break through the community service learning center um, at JMU. And we kind of talked about identities and talked about what that meant. And I had that breakthrough where I was like, I'm disabled. I'm struggling every single day. This isn't normal. This is a disability. And just because I, no one can see it doesn't mean I'm not going through it. So at that point I was like, wow, there's something I can do about this, you know, and, and there's disability services at, um, JMU. So I got, got connected to ODS. I got my own plan set out. So I had my own chair and desk and every single, um, class that I had, I got to take notes on my laptop, um, I got access to, there's two accessibility labs in each library. There's one in each library Um, and they have standing desks. And that was the first time that I had seen this idea of like automated desks that go up and down. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's things that I can do that like, I just needed to set my ego aside and accept my identity to be able to have access to them. So yeah. And then I got, um, I got disability plans that are an access plans, excuse me, that Um, I could give to my professors at the beginning of the semester, but that didn't mean it was easy. You know, I had professors who, even though I had an accessibility plan um, that said that I needed to use a laptop to take notes in hundred person lecture halls, I had professors ask me why I thought that I deserved to do that and why I was causing a distraction in front of all these people. It was so embarrassing, you know? And I was like, I have an access plan, like I'm disabled. And they were like, that's no excuse. Like see me after class. And I've had professors who made me sit in the back of the class because it was a distraction. Um, So it wasn't easy advocating for myself and it wasn't easy getting those things, but I was so much better for it, you know? And I um, started to learn that, you know, you can be go, 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 you can do all these things, but to what extent? And like, what, what does that really look like? And how does that really affect you? You know, my whole life, outside of my disability, I've always been someone who's filled my plate clearly and is doing so much, but I just assumed pushing through it and being in pain was a part of it. 
you know, and I think we're, we're told that so often that like, like grind culture, hustle culture, like it's, you know, it's, it's all about pain. There's beauty in the pain, you know, but that's not true. You know, if you're doing something and and you want to be happy and enjoy it, like there's an extent to which your pain and your suffering and your struggle needs to be addressed or else it doesn't matter. It doesn't count, you know? Um, and it took me a long time to realize that sure I can do all of these things, but what is my quality of life? You know, like if I'm going home and crying afterwards, if I'm not able to feed myself because I'm so busy, if I, you know, I'm going through all these things, is it really worth it? Is it worth the pain that I'm going through? And I, I got to the point, you know, I, I, I like I said, I, I started um, bringing the chapter of charge to JMU. And I realized that health is so holistic. Health is not just going to the gym three times a week. It's not just having abs and whatever, like health is having peace and being able to go to bed at night without feeling like the whole weight of the world is on your shoulders. You know, health is being able to fuel your body. It's, it's being pain-free and it's feeling good. Um, and so that's kind of where I had that switch where I was like, hold on, like I can get straight A's and I can go to all these things. Sure. But if I'm crying every day, if I'm in pain, it's not worth it. It would be better for me to say no to things, to not do a hundred percent, to not get A's in all my classes and be happy and healthy and pain-free. Um, and so that's kind of what it looked like. And it's hard. Setting boundaries is hard. Saying no is hard, especially when you're in college and you're around all these people who all they want to do is go out and see each other and hang out. Like it's just a constant hangout all the time. And it's like, that can be exhausting for some people and, and painful for some people. So being able to kind of manage expectations and reality and deciding, um, you know, there's this, there's this term for people with chronic pain, they're called spoonies. Um, and it's this idea that you only have a handful of spoons every single day, and you only have so many spoons that you can give out to certain activities. And I think that that relates to everyone in general, but especially Spoonies, but this idea that you only have so much energy that you can give without losing that idea of health in your life, you know, and happiness and peace. And so you really have to be um, intentional about where you commit that time and where you put those things. And to me, that's what health is all about. Yeah. Part of something like I relate to with your journey is the idea of resilience. And I don't know, I feel like when I was going through things and it kind of seems like your shift of mentality, it was like this change of definition of resilience for me, because I don't know, I just valued so much the mentality of just putting your head down and get through it because that is resilience. That is hero, you know, like I wanted to be a hero for myself, for everybody. And I really had to rethink, I was like, okay, if for me, putting my head down and getting through it is my natural reaction, is that really me challenging myself to do the hard thing, you know? And I had to be like, okay, the hard thing for me to do right now would be to say no. So I kind of reworked that value of resilience I had in myself and really, I don't even know how to like describe this, but just like resilience would be doing the hard thing, 
no matter what that hard thing is, knowing that it's different for every single person. Yeah. And only I know what that hard thing is. Only you know what that hard thing is. And not worrying about what that's perceived to be like. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think for a lot of people, hard is seen as that grind culture, always saying yes. You know, hard is um, doing every single thing and being a straight A student and doing this and doing that. But for a lot of us, that's not realistic. And I think for the majority of people. And so what's hard is saying no and protecting your energy and setting boundaries, um, especially for people who are givers and doers. Like it's easy to be like, yes, I can do all of it. I can, you know, fill my plate. I'll do this and I'll do that. And I'll help you with this. And, but it's hard to be like, no, I can't. And, and it's even harder to say no before you're burnt out. And before that cup is empty, it's really hard to be like, I have capacity and I could, but I won't because I respect myself and I value myself and I value my time and my worth and my energy just as much as everyone else's. That's hard. And that's resilience is being able to pick yourself back up and stop before you're on the ground and stop before, you know, there's no coming back from it. You know, that's, that's hard. Yeah. And just realizing there, there is a way to like, stop before you hit like rock bottom. Like you can actually, most of the time, prevent that if you take care of yourself ahead of time. I'm definitely still trying to figure that out. Um, Every single day, it's a learning lesson. And I think for people at JMU and in college in general, it's just expected for you to be on empty all the time, going into final season, going into midterms, pulling all nighters, not really eating. Like so much of the culture is grind, 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 empty, 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 but go, go, go. And it's like, you're going to have better results. You're going to be happier. You're going to have better grades. If you sleep, if you get those eight hours, if you stop skipping breakfast, if you start studying earlier for smaller amounts of time, you know, and obviously these are so much easier said than done. It's not like I didn't have my fair share of moments on empty, but yeah, I mean, being able to identify and look at within yourself and be like, Oh, I'm almost there. Like I'm, I'm almost on empty. I need to, you know, get back in it, fill my tank and, and prioritize myself for a little bit so that I can keep going for longer and be more sustainable, you know? Oh, 100%. It's so hard when you're in the middle of it to realize you need to take a step back instead of taking a step forward. Yes. Yes. Preach that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, this conversation is going so well, we're going to have to make a part two. So we are signing off for now and Olivia will be back with us in the next episode. So thank you so much. This has been a great conversation and I'll see you in a few minutes. (laughs) Rebound. Rebound. Rebound.